Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 81st edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. We're going back to the mid-2000s today to interview Jackie McNamara, 29 appearances for the Wolves between 2005 and 2007. Jackie, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yes, not bad, not bad. And thank you for agreeing to come on, Jackie, because I've been chasing you for a while um and what i always do right at the start of the podcast is go back to where it all started because i believe you was born in glasgow um uh-huh. so really your journey on, on how you got spotted and and became a professional footballer yeah uh, i was born in glasgow so my dad was an ex ex player as well um we moved through to edinburgh when i was eight year old yeah uh, my dad was playing with hibs and then sort of played um Juvenile and uh, a few different boys' clubs, and then uh, got scouted for a few clubs when I was younger, you know, around about 13, 14 mark. And I came down to my United and trial with seven other boys uh, from Scotland a couple of years in a row, and uh, trained with quite a number of clubs in Scotland. But it was Dunfermline that really gave me an opportunity when I was 16, went in there full time. Um, had a bad a double leg break when I was 15 year old which right. put me out put me out for like seven months uh, and I came back from that and as I say just as I was turning 16 and the family took me in as a YT trainee and just worked my way up um, I was there for five years which was it was a great a great uh, great club Dunfermline great great club to start and yes. had some great great people there that really helped it really helped me and then you got a, 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 I mean, so big move to Celtic. Uh, born in Glasgow, Jackie. Uh, I've got to ask the question: Was you Celtic or Rangers growing up? Yeah, I was Celtic. My dad, my dad was at Celtic as well before oh, okay. he moved to Hibs. So, uh, although I was, I was too young to to really remember or see him playing for Celtic at the time. Um, but he moved, he moved to Hibs. You know, when that's what I remember him playing the most when I was growing up so yeah I was Celtic's been a big connection in the family uh, from that side from my dad I mean I mean, to be honest Jackie you know you don't need me to tell you a Celtic legend 256 league games four Scottish Premier League titles um, three Scottish Cups three Scottish League Cups UEFA Cup runners up I mean <sighs> listen Fantastic career at Celtic. You ended up with a testimonial. Um, was it maybe a dream to perhaps finish your career there because you'd, you'd played there for so long and, and, and did so well? Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, that was my intention. Yes. Um, you know, at 29 and coming up 30 at the time, I was player of the year for the second time as sports writers and the Celtic players player of the year. And, uh, I got a one-year contract instead. Of, you know, I wanted a three-year contract at the time, and they only gave me one. Uh, and I had my testimonial, and I was out of contract just after it. And obviously, Martin O'Neill left, and Gordon came in. You know, but I hadn't planned to to move anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, Gordon came in, and he wanted his own players in, and 
um, my agent at the time had spoke, spoken to, to Glenn at Wolves uh, just after I'd, I'd played, I was playing a game for Scotland then yeah the Celtic stuff kind of broke down I knew they didn't want me at that point and then you know when I'd spoke to, to Glenn and I gave him a word that was coming down uh, to sign for Wales and you know, that's how I ended up there you know I, so I, hadn't, I hadn't planned anything or had in my mind I was going yeah. to England I'd always see myself finishing at Celtic but in football you don't always plan what you want oh well exactly that and I mean that must be a real tough pill to swallow for you you know you're given a testimonial by the club which I believe was against the Republic of Ireland you know you've got a lot of history uh, there and when a new manager comes in he's got his new team he wants new players and it, it, it must yeah. be really really difficult when you're revered by the supporters then the next thing you know it almost feels like you're unwanted yeah that's exactly what it was especially after testimonials uh, you know uh, been there 10 years ago I had 6 different managers in my 10 years at Celtic you know and at a club like Celtic you have to win the manager over every time anyway yes. and the fans every year you have to you have to maintain your standards to a certain level otherwise it's part and parcel of being at a big club so that, that's how it never never really um, phased me I, I love the challenge I love you know having to not prove people wrong but yeah. you know what I mean I think just uh, having that mentality every year right, right someone else is coming in to try and take your position let's yeah. let's uh, bring it on kind of thing and what sort of honour is it to be given a testimonial because recently at Wolves you know there's been several players Jody Craddock Matt Murray all, all time served players so once again mm-hmm. a Celtic that's a huge honour for you personally isn't it Jackie yeah it was I think um, you know the I think there's been one, one maybe player since since right. there Scott Brown uh, recently. Um, you know it, it doesn't happen no. uh, that much now, and you know the, I think with the the gulf as well with between Scotland and England, you know the, the Premiership and the Championship in terms of the 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 money that's it's around. You know for the players, the they, they want to get to England not just for the money but obviously the, the league as well yes. but for me I was I was happy at Celtic and you know playing in the FA Cup finals and getting in the Champions League um, was was maybe the you know the the other side of it you know not playing in England you're still playing at a level yes and in, in between the domestic games and and also Jackie um, you know we've got a <laughs> 33 caps for Scotland. You also represented your country under 21 and B level. Um, I mean, what sort of... The question's twofold, really. What sort of... You know, it it must be a huge honour to represent your country. Uh, And secondly, you also played in the 98 World Cup, making a couple of appearances. I mean, what what sort of occasion was that? It was great, yeah. I mean, mean, uh, obviously, we're looking at the games just now, the the Euros, and it's great we're we're back involved in a big tournament. Although disappointing how you know we've come out of it but at least we know we've given the fans something to cheer about this yes. summer yeah um even for a short spell uh but no it was it was great to be involved in you know 33 caps i personally felt i should have had a lot more yeah in my time there between the squads but you know again trying to win over managers and uh, different things and um and it's a great honour to, to play for your country and especially going to a World Cup. It was it was a great experience. Oh, I, I bet it wasn't. I mean, 
I haven't got this question wrote down, but it's just come to me. Do you, do you think you, you, you say about winning 33 caps for Scotland that perhaps you should have got more? Do you think yeah. if you'd have come to England maybe early in your career and been established perhaps in the Premier League, do you think that might have opened the door to a few more caps, Jackie? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, you know, different managers as well. I said Craig Brown was he was very loyal uh, to the the players at the start. The, the experience they liked to experience players. I mean, yes. even if going back to the World Cup team, you know, I was probably one of the younger, the youngest, or one of the few younger ones in the squad, and I was coming up for a twenty-five year old. You know what I mean? But back back then, that was to seem that was seemed as the youngsters. Yeah, because this this is the guys like Colin Hendry and Colin Calderwood. You know, right throughout the team, were all you know early to mid thirties in yes. our team. So uh, you know, you like to experience Craig. You know, you like to play a certain style. And and I believe you played in the Morocco and Norway games. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I came on against Norway and started the Morocco game. Um, I was desperate to be involved in the first game against Brazil, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> go on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, when you play at that level against, you know, the Brazilians, for example, that I mean, that is a real test, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, international is is uh, a high standard I think the cha- in, in fairness when I was playing I think the Champions League is a higher standard than okay. the, the interna- international depending obviously who you're playing yes uh, as, as well but I just uh, you know the Champions League the, the teams can pick their players you know you're playing against Barcelona's uh, teams like that they have Messi's and all that or, you know it's different if you're playing Brazil every week but yeah. uh, the champ- Champions League I've always seen that as the, as the elite yeah. Now, the 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 biggest move of them all then came in September two. Th- uh, well, sorry, two thousand and five, and it was you rightly mentioned it earlier. Glenn Hoddle that signed you. Now, listen, Glenn Hoddle. Um, we all knew he was a great great player. Um, obviously, this was on the back of him managing England. And and it, it listen, he did like to play football, Glenn. I think that you know he wanted the ball on the floor and. You know, yeah. wanting to build from the back. So, from your point of view, Jackie, um, I, I, I bet it felt like a, a, a. Although you're disappointed at that point to leave Celtic, I bet it did feel like a, a good move for you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, to be honest, that was a, a big attraction. I'd, I'd spoken to, to Glenn. I think it, it's it said to me that he it, um, inquired about me a few years before that when he was at Tottenham. Okay, uh, but I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that. But I think going down. I bet you wish you had been. Sorry? I said, I bet you wish you had been aware of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I said it was, it was twofold there when Martin, you know, had the manager at the time hadn't uh, and told me about it. We actually played a game down at uh, White Hart Lane uh, against Tottenham and I played certain field that night and uh, had a decent match and obviously it maybe in the back of that that he, he was inquired. Oh, okay. So, he's, you know, he'd, I think it was one that he, that he, he liked, uh, uh, Glenn. Which was good, and I'd, I'd spoken to him, and I came down. And to be honest, I thought he was—I thought he was terrific. You know, yeah. I, I was a bit unfortunate with my injury. I picked up. I done my ACL, my cruciate. That was um, in like September two thousand and five against Leicester, I believe, wasn't it? No, I actually done it in training after the Leicester game. Yeah. Oh, okay, was, sorry. Uh, um, Leon Clark uh, in training, and we we're playing a possession game. 
they're flicked one round the corner and he's, he's kicked my trailing leg and it's just kind of bumped forward and oh. it was a uh, wasn't a good tackle to be honest you know it was more a kind of petulant which you kind of expect with Leon <laughs> right um, you know it was a bit, I was a bit frustrated at the time I didn't obviously realise the extent and had the scans done and then went to see the specialist and realised I'd ruptured my, my cruciate oh. Um, which was a bit of a nightmare because I was uh, I was really enjoying the start of it, you know. I yeah, of course. Enjoyed and enjoyed it. I was eight, I think eight games I'd played, and then suddenly, you know, it was a real blow to 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 be out uh, with my ACL. And I, I got myself had my operation, and I was kind of doing everything by March, but they, they held me back. Um, you know, the surgeons for advice and. I got back in for the last game of the season. They started my way at um, Norwich yeah. uh, for the last for the last match, and, and obviously Glenn left at the end of that season, and there was a change. But to be honest, I thought he was. I really enjoyed working with him. I thought he was way ahead of his time, you know, and how he how he done things. Listen, Glenn at the club got his doubters. Um... And there was there was a lot of draws, but I think he was trying to change the style of football. We'd 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 been used to playing football in a different way. He'd brought new players in, and you could tell what he was trying to do. But I think at the time yeah. the owners were pretty trigger happy. The, the the fans were demanding. They needed success pretty instantly. But then you could also argue, for example, with yourself being unlucky with injuries, um, stopped that plan from working. Uh, but but like I said, for you, obviously you was a, a you know a, a ball playing. Um, defender stroke midfielder you know it was mm-hmm. it was a perfect team to play in wasn't it yeah yeah as I said I enjoyed the start um, and you know coming into it there there's a few teams that we in fact even the last game I remember it was Leicester and the chances were creating the football we were playing was, was decent we just didn't have the that last little bit there to kill teams off, you know, that, that was the little bits that kind of cost. And yes, as I said we a bit unfortunate with injuries. You know, Matt Murray, who was injured, who was an unbelievable keeper. Yeah, um, you know, he had to bring different keepers in. He had Stefan Postma came in, and uh, but Matt, Matt was. I'd love to have played more games with Matt Murray. You know, it's one of them when, the, <laughs> when you play with goalkeepers and. Someone crosses a ball into your penalty area. You just with Matt, you could just turn around and yeah, you know, got to, it to, towards the halfway line. You know, it's just going to, yeah. it's going to be in his hands. Um, you know, he was very, very unfortunate with with injuries, and uh, you know, I think Matt's obviously big downfall was injuries, and yes. uh, you know, the, he's kicking and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a big blow to Wolves at the time, like I said, with the injuries and and Matt Murray in particular. It's interesting you mention him because. He was one player who could have, have you know, widely tipped to, to, to play for England, um, but yeah, for injuries, yeah. it just wasn't to be. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame because I totally agree with that statement. I think he was, you know, just seeing him in training every day and when he was coming back to fitness and, you know, nobody could score past him. He was just, yeah. he was incredible. Uh, and a, a really top bloke as well, you know, he really... When I came down here, and obviously there, he kind of looked after me, and he was a, a lovely lad. Oh. Uh, a lot of time from. To be fair to Matt, he listens to quite a few of these, so he'll. Uh, is he paid you to say all oh, this, Jackie? By the way, because he'll love this. <laughs> no, no, he's. Uh, yeah, but no, we had some good times. Me and Matt, a good laugh with him. You yeah. know, and uh, um, 
as I said, I think we we shared a bit of time as well. We were doing our rehabs, you know, uh, uh, with our knees, and the twos were going through a, a difficult time with injuries. So. Um, no, he's a, a top bloke. I mean, the point you you because I didn't know that story by the way. The point you made about Leon Clark and you said that the, the tackle was was petulant. Um, does it affect your relationship with that teammate after Jackie? Because you know, yes, you do want to go full ball in training. You do want to prove to the manager what you can do. You do want to train as you play. But you, on the flip side of it, you don't want to injure a teammate. Do you think that does that when that happens? Does it spoil your relationship with that teammate? Uh, no, I mean it's it's part and parcel. I mean I've kicked people in training, and I probably kicked him. Maybe that's why he done it. <laughs> um, no, it was just as I said, uh, it was a possession game. I was flicking the ball in the corner. Yeah, you know, and he'd taken my back leg rather than the, the ball was, which made me think it was more just a you know a petulant one to stop me running around the other side of him. But Leon was was really young at the time as well. Yes. You know, and it's quite a kind of. Uh, I remember him as quite a kind of complex character, quite yeah. huffy and stuff. I remember he's he's he had a big fallout later on with with Paolo Di Canio having a go at him and stuff. So yeah, he was young. I mean, things like that. He never meant to to injure me like that. You know, it's just one of these things. Just unlucky. And, and would you say that's a fair statement, Jackie, that, that you, as a professional, especially someone as accomplished as yourself who played so many times and so for so many great clubs, that you, you, you do train as you play? I did, yeah. I mean, up to that point, I think when I, when I came back from that, I tried not to do it the same way in training. Yes. You know, in case I hurt somebody, I was scared of, um, you know, hurting one of my teammates after that. Yes. It's weird because when I, up until that point, you know, I'd be steaming into everything and I always trained the way I played. Um, but, you know, that that one, when I came back, I was a bit conscious of the younger ones were doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, 2006, um, you, you know, you said about Celtic changing, you know, managers so many times. Glenn Hoddle mm-hmm. got relieved of his duties in came Mick McCarthy, and to be fair to Mick, um, listen, I know Mick, but he does play, or, you know, he can be known for playing a different type of football to Glenn Hoddle. Um, so really, the question, once again, is twofold in as much as, uh, you know, what was your relationship like with Mick McCarthy, and did the did the style of football playing, did you think you could fit into it? Um, I think I tried. I think, you know, I don't think I would have been Mick's kind of player. And, you know, I, I think he liked certain types and yeah. younger players. You know, yes. I was a, I was obviously a senior player at that point. Um, and when I did play under Mick, it was mostly sort of on the left. I think I played maybe one or two games at right back, but he moved me to left back. In fairness, I think when I, when I actually played under him, you know, our, our results were, were decent apart from... Yeah. The, the last wee bit in the playoffs, um, you know. We're coming I, to that, Calvary, Jackie. We're coming to that. Didn't bother me. I, it didn't bother me where I played. You know, I always just, I just wanted to start. I wanted to play. If it's right back, left back, centre midfield, I wasn't, I wasn't bothered. Um, and I was, I was happy to be playing and contributing after being out. You know, for, from a frustrating injury. Yeah. I mean. What, what, what was your favourite position, Jackie? Because I remember you, you know, I was obviously, I had a wall season ticket for best part of 30 years now. And listen, mm-hmm. you was one of them players, and I say this about quite a few players, that when 
you was going to receive the ball. We always knew you'd keep possession. We always knew you was comfortable on the ball. We always knew you wouldn't give it away. Um, and, you know, those yeah. players can be few and far between. We all know the players, and I'm sure you've played with them, where you think there's a mistake in them. And, and with you, we never felt that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, once again, did, what was your, your favourite position? Um, uh, the one I probably liked the most, I liked uh, midfield. I liked playing midfield, to be yeah. honest. I don't, well, 97-98, uh, when I scored against Liverpool, I was playing right midfield. Um, and for one, I played there for one season, and then never, I got played a year and never played there again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great. But I, I liked playing uh, defensive mid. And, yeah. and in all fairness, I liked actually moving around and playing different positions. Yeah. And then learning, and learning other positions, you know, and just, I just regard myself as a footballer. Um you know, and I played left centre half for Celtic in Europe, uh, left back, uh, wing back, centre mid. I, I, you know, if you if you stick me to one, I would probably say midfield. I liked that's where I started. And 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 um, sadly, Jackie, uh, players that that can be versatile and play in different positions often get labelled with the utility tag. Um, yeah. And I say this to all utility players: as much as it can go in your favour, in you know. Someone's injured, you know. Let's put Jackie in, or put Jackie at right back, or what. It sometimes can go against you if a manager isn't entirely sure of your best position. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I had that at certain times in my career. Um, you know, with, with Martin and Neil when he came in, he was in the, his team at the start. Then uh, I was playing right wing back. He played three, three at the back, and he played five across. You know, and I played right wing back and started the season really well uh, with him and you know beat Rangers six two and stuff. And then I got injured away with Scotland, and he put someone else in my position that had done really well in one game. And then really had to reinvent myself a different position, yeah. which, which in fairness, I did, and eventually turned round and from not being in his team to. To be his captain and you know an important part of his of his playing staff. Now joining Wolves because I'm mm-hmm. going to come on to the 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 playoffs now against West Brom. Joining Wolves, mm-hmm. I'm sure that listen, you got to the stadium, massive club. Glenn Hoddle's the manager. You look around the dressing room. There's some big names, big characters, big players, maybe who probably weren't performing to the best of their ability on the basis that um, you know that, that, that you know. For me, it, it went. Th- we, there was a period where um, there was probably a few players who probably maybe weren't good enough for the Premier League, or that it just it seemed a strange era. The question really <clears throat> is: you must have come to Wolves, looked around that dressing room, and thought, right, I can make a difference here. And your ambition must have been not to stay in the Championship, but to get to the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, even going back to my, my first match was in the league against Southampton away. Uh, we drew, we drew nil nil. It was live on Sky, and I always remember after the game, like a couple of them were like, "Oh, that's a good point today," and I'm like, "You know, we just lost two points." Yeah. Uh, you know, but that was my mentality. Not yes. not that the standard wasn't great or anything, but I just came from Celtic where. You know, that's a draw can be a crisis. Uh, yeah. You know, you need to win every match. Everybody expects you to win. And I found that difficult to, to adjust to, to start with. Yeah. Just the, men, the mentality. And it's like, you know, when I'm, I was quite angry after the match. You know, it was, it was a, a steady enough debut. Um, I had a, 
you know, from a uh, first game in England. It was nil nil defensively done okay. I was sound uh, even when Walcott came on, the young whippersnapper, and I get booked <laughs> for taking him out. <laughs> uh, but the but for, I think personally, yeah, because yeah, where I'd where I'd just been, you know, uh, that wasn't that wasn't a good result. I draw. Yeah. And, and, and that is the frustrating thing because on paper Wolves had a great side you know there were some good players some big name players but they just didn't <coughs> seem to perform you know that was the frustrating frustrating bit that the season under Mick McCarthy to be fair 06-07 culminated in the playoffs um, and I don't know whether this was a dream draw clearly not looking back um, we, we played West Brom in the playoffs I went home and away uh, the first game uh, at Molyneux we lost 3-2 the second game we lost 1-0 to that Kevin Phillips header. Um, I mean, listen, it was awful. I mean, I suppose I'd rather lose in the playoff semi-final to West Brom than lose in the final. That would have been a real bitter pill. Or, as bitter as it was. I mean, for you, Jackie, you've been there. You know, you've had a couple of seasons. You've finally got a good run in the side. Uh, you've, you've, you've worked hard all season. You got to the playoffs. It's pretty much, you know, you, you, you're pretty much over the line. A couple of three games away from the Premier League. It must be so frustrating to have to think, A, we've got to start again, and B, the bitterness of losing to West Brom. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, I think we, I think we've done well to, with the, the, the team we had with the transition, uh, getting to the playoffs. You know, yeah. it took up until the last game, I think, which was away at Leicester, uh, the new stadium. We got a great result there, and then... 4-1, was was in the play- Yeah. Yeah, I was there, um, yeah. Yeah, remember that. But I think Mick, Mick had brought some players in, you know, a bit left field, and they'd done really well. You know, lads that weren't uh, household names at the time, but non-league. Uh, and yeah, but I think we'd, we'd we'd done really well to get there. And I think it was just a bridge too far with the, uh, the West Brom games. Lost some bad goals at home in yeah. the, the first leg, and then uh, the second leg there wasn't a lot in it, but uh, we didn't do enough. I mean, listen, Jackie, you've played in some fierce derbies. That, you know, that there's probably no fiercer than, than Celtic and Rangers. But as a comparable, what was the Wolves and West Brom game like to play in? Yeah, it was surprising. Um, it seemed to have a lot of, uh, you know, it was a wee bit of trouble, I think, after the... Cause we put them in the FA Cup as well. We drew them in that. I remember there'd been a bit of trouble and a lot of hype surrounding it. Yeah. I mean, don't be wrong, I mean... For, Celtic Rangers is one of the biggest ones in the world, so yeah. it didn't really phase me going into it. Uh, that side, of it, you know, I, I did, um, but it was one that I was looking forward to with the atmosphere. And it was a, it was a good atmosphere. It just yeah, it's just a pity we couldn't we couldn't get the, the right result. It must be great though to play in derbies like that. Because, I mean, listen, that the away one was a bitter pill. Kevin Phillips scored that header. We knew that was the end, and then at the at the end, you're quite right. There was a bit of trouble in that game too, and all the West Brom fans were on the pitch, and I was like, "Oh God!" It, it was, but there, there must be great games to, despite the results, great games to play in with the energy that the supporters give you. Yeah, yeah, and I think as a player, you know, that's the, the games that stick in your mind, um, the games you miss when you play, because you know, I think there, the, as a professional, you you strive on pressure you strive on big games and you know that's where you get your uh, adrenaline and you get your uh, concentration levels up to the to the maximum and you know that that's to be honest that's what I really missed when when uh, 
you know, to come to the end of your playing career. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I asked this question as well, Jackie. You know, it's interesting you say that. Come to the end, do you did you see football as a job? Did you have difficulty transitioning um, into real life, etc.? I mean, how 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 did you find it? Yeah, I, I wasn't actually too bad. I mean. As I said, I, I played up to, you know, I went to Aberdeen after Wales and had a spell at Falkirk, then sort of finished at Partick Thistle before I took over as manager. I actually had a, I broke my leg at Partick Thistle and I was out for a number of months and I started doing some writing and which is quite therapeutic, uh, written right. kind of, uh, just wee stories and different things, a kind of football sitcom. But it kept my mind busy at that yes. in that time and that when I came back uh, I kind of went straight into management you know uh, uh, at the end of this, that season they asked me to take the last number of games of the season which I did and then you know I, I took the team full time uh, the following season and I was in management for you know seven years so I never which was a good thing it never really gave me time to think about not being able to play football again you know I played in the old charity games played in Matt Murray's testimonial yes and look, for, look forward to it uh, just like a little kid again you know football I'd never seen as a job it's just I, I loved football and still yeah. still do I still watch it and uh, all the games everything there it's just part of, part of my such a big part of my life and always will be but um, nothing, nothing beats playing management Management, I, there was some bits in it that I enjoyed. It was, you know, working with some good young players and seeing yeah. them develop and go on to have good careers. You know, even, you know, the captain of Scotland just now, Robertson, working with boys like that. Uh, you know, watching the Scotland game last night, I think there's three or four that I worked with in management. So it's that side of it is good, but nothing, nothing beats playing. Oh, no, I mean, interestingly, just looking at you career, Jackie. Uh, Wolves were the only English club you played for. And like you said, you went back to Scotland, transitioned into management. I believe your mm-hmm. last management job was at York. And is that where you actually still live, Jackie? Yeah, yeah, I still live in Yorkshire. Um, yeah. My wife and stuff like that. I mean, the football was, that side of it there, Community League 2 and National League was, was, was uh, you know, a disaster. So I think for both, it didn't work out. Yeah, an, an um, eye-opener, you should, yeah. Yeah, it was a different, different, different type of football. Different, you know, with the things that, was, that worked for me before uh, up in Scotland with young, hungry players and trying to get that across. And um, you know, but I'm still there's some good things. Although it wasn't a, a good time for me personally yes. down here at York, um, you know, there was some good things came out of it. My friendship with the the owner. Um, you know, who kind of stuck by me and believed in what we were trying to do, what I'd done before. And, and it's interesting, you made a point about uh, the your, your writing work. I mean, to be honest, you don't know this, Jackie. I recently wrote a book, actually on the podcast, and you use the word mm-hmm. therapeutic. Do you know what? It, it, you do immerse yourself into it, and you do find a creative side that you didn't know you perhaps had. And you actually mm-hmm. co-wrote a TV sitcom, didn't you, Jackie? I believe, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a kind of family friend um, who's been in, uh, you know, he was in a famous sitcom in Scotland, uh, Still Game, a few parts in that, and he's been in 
few films and stuff. He was in Guardians of the, Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and a few other things. And I got to talking to him and he kind of helped do a wee bit and we filmed a pilot up in Scotland. Right. Um, and had a meeting with the BBC, but it, it never really went anywhere. Um, but do you know what? It was, <laughs> it was great fun uh, yeah. filming it and, and watching the actors, you know, with some terrific actors that gave their, their time uh, for free and uh, that really liked the script. And one in particular uh, played the manager was uh, Gary Lewis, who was... He's been in a number of things. You, you, Billy Elliot's dad. He was that, and okay. in gangs in New in gangs in New York. But he actually played the manager that I had in the role. Perfect. You know, he was sensational at it, oh, and it was it, it was a great laugh. You know, filming it. We filmed it at Falkirk Stadium. Uh, I mean, I mean, this is before one of the management. I could do, I could do quite a lot more, as you can imagine, with the stories. Yes. When I was in the management and stuff I've had to deal with, but I really enjoyed it, you know. And it's uh, comedy is quite obviously diverse, and people have different uh, uh, thoughts and what makes them laugh. And I've always enjoyed comedies, you know, Fools and Horses, and yeah, The Office, and different things. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it was good. It was good fun. Oh, brilliant. Now, um, I did ask if it was okay to speak about this, Jackie. In in, in February 2020, um, listen, illness doesn't discriminate. You're a person who's kept themselves fit and healthy all their life, and you you, you collapsed at home. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, can you you tell us more about that, Jackie? Yeah, I mean, as I said, I wasn't unwell or anything or feeling anything different at the time and I'd just been out of walk uh, my wife and the dogs and got back to the garden and you know I just kind of felt a strange sensation I could everything was just leaving my body uh, I was I knew I was passing out and I had no control and shouted to my wife and then just collapsed I'd, I'd suffered a subarachnoid brain hemorrhage and so I was very fortunate that it was an ambulance in the area. It got to me within five minutes and put me to the hospital in York. Then they scanned and they'd seen I'd had a bleed in the brain. And then I was transferred to Hull Royal Infirmary with a specialist there for neurosurgery. Um, so then I'd, you know, just one thing after another, I had an operation where they go in and put the platinum coils you know, I had an option to go and open up the, the head, the skull, and, yeah. and clamp or, or go through my groin up to and put these platinum coils in, which which we done. And then uh, I had a, the, way, the way I wired up, it didn't work. And another bleed, and which put me into a coma. Oh. Um, so I was in the coma, then fortunately I came out of that the following day. Uh, and then you know, went on from that to learning to walk and remember things and do things for quite a bit, uh, getting the, all these things back. Then I had another operation for a shunt put in because I had hydrocephalus. Uh, and then in last January, January just passed, I had hopefully my last operation, which was to install a stent into the artery to shrink the aneurysm away and... Right. Hopefully, hopefully, um, get back to some normality. So I've got a scan next month just to make sure everything's okay. 
and uh, I mean, Jackie, look, that's that's um, it's a it's a very very sad story, but it's also it's you know it's ended positively, which is the most important thing. And you know how how difficult is it, Jackie, when like I said, you, you know, completely fit and healthy, you know, all your life you've looked after yourself, and something like that happens and and i mean i didn't even know that you, you said you had to, to to almost learn to walk again and get your memory back mm -hmm. that must yeah. have that must have been you know so difficult not only for you but your family as well yeah i think they're i think i think it's worse for the, the wife and the kids and my friends were there you know they, they were told when um when i was in the coma that you know, obviously, the, the operation didn't wasn't wasn't a success, and I've had a bleed, and we don't know if he's going to if he's going to make it or not. No. You know, if he if he, if he does, he's going to have you know some deficits, a brain damage. But fortunately, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've came out of it well. You know, I, I was gone, but now you know I, I came back from that, and um, just looking forward now. Like you said, it doesn't discriminate. But I just look at it uh, as I've been very lucky. And, and uh, how are you feeling? In many ways, a lot of people don't don't uh, even even down to, as I said the paramedics that picked me up in the ambulance. Oh. You know, they'd they'd been they'd been uh, contacting the ward I was in, and oh, wow. uh, and I think they'd picked someone someone else up, a, a lady with the same thing, oh. or roughly the same thing. It didn't make it, so they were checking up to me to see if I pulled oh. through. So it's yeah, I was I was one of the lucky ones to to survive it, and incidentally it was weird because when I went back up when I was uh, came out of the intensive care and back up to the wards, and there was a lad and well a gentleman in it uh, was in the ward with me, I was talking to him and he was from Telford. Oh right. So I kind of I was when I first came down to Wales, that's where I was staying uh, in yeah. Telford, and he had. Uh, He'd been to watch a concert, uh, I think, in York at the Barbican, and he collapsed, quite a similar thing, and oh. he was for fortunate enough to pull through as well. I mean, how are you feeling now, Jackie, and has it changed your outlook on life? Yeah, I'm feeling fine just now. Um, I'd like to get myself a wee bit fitter again, which I'm sure everybody would after a while. Yeah, you don't need me. Uh, you don't need to tell me about that. But but I'm, yeah, uh, um, I'm back, kind of doing stuff, back working, back driving, and yeah, I'm enjoying enjoying things. And I think that's that's the main thing now is, yes. is to enjoy it. You know, it's kind of a second chance if you like it. There and what's important. Um, you know, I'm very very fortunate to to still be here and. Yeah. to tell what happened and um, I mean, yeah, is that the way you look at it, Jackie, that you do feel fortunate to be here now? Because listen, I did, you know, you're a young man, you're still only 47, you know, you are a young man, and so obviously when that happened, uh, you, you, well, it was what? So you was 46, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah I was 46, yeah. Yeah, as I said, I'd been, no, I'd actually been to the gym on the Thursday, it was a Saturday morning, Saturday lunchtime that I collapsed, I'd been to the gym running, doing stuff, and and always see myself. Maybe that's helped me, you know, to recover. Uh, yeah. Being your, a little bit fitness, and, fitter. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when you, you see everybody else, um, you know, we've been watching a documentary and Sir Alex Ferguson had a brain hemorrhage, and there's a lot of kind of similarities there when he's talking about trying to remember things, and you know, that's something that was really tough at the start. It was the memory, yeah, the short, the short, short term memory, and. 
you know, um, but I think the brain's quite an amazing thing, you know, how quickly you can recover. I mean, I mean, so with your memory now, um, I, I take it, you, it, it, everything's back to, you know, back to fully functional order, I take it, and, you know, there's, there's no, you, you know, no problems? Yeah, yeah, although certain things, I, <laughs> I kind of use it to my advantage, I was like, oh, I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, a selective memory, as my friends call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, not my round, things. it's not my round in the pub, is it? No, I'm sure I got the last one. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, no, I paid the last one. Um, <laughs> really? No, so, so I think the, no, I think I, I just said I, I enjoy comedy and you know I like to have a laugh and uh, I know I always looked a miserable wee bugger, but I, I do like to have a laugh and always <laughs> do comedy and and things and that's I think that's a good way of looking at things, you know. Yes. And, yes. Uh, even down to there was my surgeon uh, that done the operation that. that uh, for the platinum coils, his name was Aubrey, and right. you know, and it was Aubrey's the first name for uh, Boise and Fools and Horses. Right. And uh, so I came round and back up there, and he's like, "How did you remember my name?" I was like, "I'm never going to forget the name like Aubrey," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was obviously it was in Hull, and there's a Fools and Horses episode to Hull and back. Yes. Uh, yes. So, uh, and Boise was in it, Aubrey was in it, so oh. there's a lot, of, a lot of funny bits for that. I mean, Jackie, after that incredible football journey, that incredible life journey, what does the future hold for you? Is, it, is there going to be a career in management? Is there going to be a career in writing TV sitcoms? Where, where do we see Jackie <laughs> McNamara in the future? Uh, I don't know, to be honest, I think, um, you know, I work, I work for a management company just now, we look after players and, and coaches and different media talent, um, yeah. which I quite enjoy. It's still being involved in football and try to help them, you know, deal with certain things. Um, it, again, it's it's staying in football in some capacity. You know, nothing, as I said earlier, nothing beats playing. I think if you ask any ex-player, uh, I think that's what the, the toughest thing has, has come to terms with. Even you still see yourself young in your late 30s, early 40s, but the one thing you love is football and you can't really do it. Yeah. You know, I, I look at the boys playing there, I follow the, the Wolves, the All-Stars, the ex-players, we, you see them playing there and, you know, it looked fantastic. You know, Jody Craddock and a few of the boys oh, there. Hey, listen, Jackie, I helped run yeah. the Wolves All-Stars for my sins. You, hey, listen, anytime you want to get the boots on, we're always <laughs> looking for a right-back, left-back, centre-midfield, mate. We'll get you straight in that team. Don't worry about that. <laughs> No problem. I might struggle with heading the ball, but I'm no problem to turn up. Listen, listen, listen. None of none of them players had the ball anymore, Jackie. You're fitting just fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks it looks good though. It's good because you know it's these guys are doing it. They, they love they love the game and they love they, love, they miss playing. You know, and it's for them. It's it's that little bit there that that's, it keeps them keeps them happy. It's, yeah. uh, it's a great, it's a great, it's one of the best jobs in the world. Uh, being a football player, um, obviously it can be a tough job as well, but it's it's such a a great a great experience. And if you can look back, Jackie, on that fantastic career, which, like I said, when you. Uh, Ten trophies in Scotland. Uh, you're playing UEFA Cup football, Champions League football. You ended up playing in a World Cup. 
Um, you then join the Mighty Walls. If you can look back on that fantastic career, what which moment is is the highlight of it? Is the pinnacle? Oh, it's a tough one. I think the you know I think the playing for your countries. Obviously, the what you dream about as a kid playing yeah. at Hamden or playing in the World Cup. I've done that, and I think scoring in a cup final for Celtic. Um, was a was a fantastic moment, you know, because it was against Hibernian who uh, kind of rejected me when I was younger. I was too small, so I think my whole career it's been based on not just trying to prove people wrong, but you know, trying to establish yourself on your your, your size and your stature. Um, yes. it's, it's not as it's not as bad now because there's, you know the football's a bit different. It's not so much in the air, but. Um, you know, I should try and pride myself on in winning headers. Even my time at Wales, I remember certain teams would target. I made sure that I was, you know, even if I wasn't winning it, that the guy I was up against wasn't getting a header. Yeah, clean header giving him a tough time. Yeah. So, but no, as I said, I think the, you know, scoring a cup final or scoring against Liverpool in the FA Cup as well was a good moment for us. Um, I've been very fortunately I've had some really good moments and I treasure them all well Jackie you've had a great career um, I'm sure there's plenty more fantastic moments to come in your life I want to thank you for appearing on the Wolf Whistle today I want to thank you for representing our great club congratulate you on such a great career and I wish you uh, happiness and all the health in the future so thank you for your time today Jackie thank you very much thank you very nice thank you